Hello, a warm welcome as you join me on Search for Truth, your Bible teaching program with your teacher, Brian Johnston. Today, it's week five of this series about salvation, and Brian's looking into the scriptures to see if there's any evidence that a Christian could profess Christ as their saviour, but still be lost. Many Christians find difficulty with this, and as a result, lack definite assurance of salvation. Today, Brian considers whether it's possible for us to fall away. That's a biblical expression. In other words, it means can we lose our salvation by losing our commitment and allegiance? If you've got your Bible handy, Brian begins by reading Hebrews chapter 6 and verses 4 to 8. These are verses which on first reading can be difficult to understand. That's Hebrews 6, verse 4. And here's Brian. Thanks, John. Hebrews chapter 6 tells us about it being impossible for God to lie. There is, however, another impossible thing found in this chapter. Let's read about it from verse 4. For in the case of those who have once been enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away, it is impossible to renew them again to repentance, since they again crucify to themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. For ground that drinks the rain which often falls on it and brings forth vegetation useful to those for whose sake it is also tilled receives a blessing from God. But if it yields thorns and thistles, It is worthless and close to being cursed, and it ends up being burned. So what's the second impossibility? It's the fact that it's impossible to renew to repentance those who are here described as falling away after they've become sharers or partakers of the Holy Spirit. This is acknowledged as a difficult verse. Some explain it by making out that the people in question were never truly saved but that they were only false professors of a salvation that was never really theirs. But isn't it made clear that they'd received the Holy Spirit, they'd been enlightened, theirs had been a real experience of God's gift, God's word and God's power. So where does that leave us? Are we forced after all to conclude that these genuine believers could indeed fall away from their salvation? No. The words of the Lord Jesus in John's Gospel, chapter 10, ought to be a sufficient defence against such thinking. There we read that he gives his sheep eternal life and they'll never perish, verse 28. God's gifts are irrevocable, Paul adds in Romans chapter 11, verse 29. He'll never call back or take back the gift of salvation from anyone who's already received it. The only possible answer as to what this passage in Hebrews chapter 6 means, and there's another one like it in Hebrews chapter 10, is that there's something else from which these Hebrew Christians were capable of falling away. From the surrounding content of the letter, this is certainly the case. For these early Jewish Christians were wavering under pressure. They were tempted to leave the New Testament churches of God with which they were now associated and go back to the old ways of Judaism. 
Some were considering leaving this fellowship of companions of Jesus the Messiah. Hebrews 1 verse 9. The writer has already warned them not to repeat the mistake of their ancestors who'd come up out of slavery in Egypt but had failed to arrive in the promised land of rest. A whole generation had perished in the desert because they turned back to Egypt in their hearts. The warning was clear. If these Hebrew Christians were to actually leave the community of New Testament believers in the first century churches of God and turn back to serving under the law of Moses, there would be no way that they could come back again into the community of the local churches of God. For they would have repeated the sin of the Jewish nation in rejecting Christ as the Messiah. In support of this understanding, let's unpack the textual illustration from nature that follows in the words we've already read. It's one that provides further explanation of the true meaning of falling away. Sometimes, when rain falls on the earth, instead of yielding useful nourishing plants, reflecting God's blessing, it brings forth thorns and briars, near, we read, to being cursed, whose end is to be burned. The words, whose end is to be burned, must have brought the first readers of this letter up very sharply. We're dealing here with the horrifying possibility of believers openly and aggressively repudiating their faith and profession so that they exclude themselves from the possibility of repentance. The only prospect for them is inevitable divine judgment. But is this the judgment of eternal fire, as some might be inclined to assume because of the analogy of the burning of the worthless thorns and briars? No, it's the burning of what the land produces, not of the land itself. This biblical illustration helps us understand that it's what's produced in the Christian's life that may be burned, his works, and not the believer himself. Our security is not involved here. That's safe in the Lord's keeping. Do we then have guidance elsewhere in the New Testament that takes into account the fearful thought of destruction by burning? Well, yes, we have. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we have a description of building for God in a believer's life, building on the foundation of Jesus Christ, a life of service, the value of which may vary widely. There's mention of gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, the descent and order of value becomes ever more steep until we arrive at stubble in all its worthlessness. The analogy is with the life of a person whose service is described in this way. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Verse 15. This remains a timely warning. While serving as a community of Christians, there are as this chapter calls them, things that accompany salvation, Hebrews 6 verse 9. Things connected with an understanding of the priesthood of the Lord Jesus and his current service in heaven on behalf of believers on earth whose gatherings are in accord with what the Bible teaches. We would then acknowledge that the Bible talks of a falling away being possible. But the big question is, a falling away from what? To understand this in context, we have to distinguish between our salvation and our accompanying service for the Lord. The Bible, when we understand it correctly, is saying that it's possible to fall away only from a position of responsibility in serving God. 
It's not at all saying that we can fall away from our eternally secure status as being forever saved from the penalty of our sins. The theme of the Hebrews letter is our service and not our salvation. The Hebrews letter referred to the danger of early Jewish believers being drawn back into following the old ways of Judaism again. In that first century setting, there could be no recovery back into Church of God fellowship for anyone who renounced Jesus as Messiah and returned to the old ways of Judaism. The theme of Hebrews is not whether these wavering Jews maintained their salvation, but whether they maintained their place of privilege among God's worshipping people or fell away from it. How can we be sure that this is what Hebrews is saying? Well, the letter itself, actually in chapter 3 and verse 6, describes them as being God's house, along with all the other New Testament believers in the churches of God in all the different localities that we read about. The first place to start then would seem to be by asking, what exactly is God's house? The writer tells the original recipients of this letter that they're God's house. Linking himself with them, he says, whose house we are. And then he adds the condition, if we hold fast. Now that's the point I want you to especially notice with me. There's a condition here. Therefore, God's house, which Hebrews teaches is conditional, cannot be identified with the vast company of all those who've ever known salvation by God's grace through personal faith in Jesus Christ, and is in fact also to be distinguished even from all currently living believers because of that stated condition. The defining issue for a place in God's house is not the possession of salvation, for although Hebrews tells us we can fall away from God's house, yet we've checked the Bible tells us we can never be dispossessed of our salvation. There's no need whatsoever for us to hold fast to our salvation, for the Lord Jesus himself holds us fast and assures us none can snatch us away from him. But regarding what's called God's house, we evidently do need to hold fast, just as they did, to whom the author of Hebrews wrote some 2,000 years ago. Yes, the Hebrews letter was written to early Jewish Christians who'd left behind the ceremonial law of Moses to embrace Jesus as the Messiah and follow the teaching of his apostles. By following the apostles' teaching, they found themselves in the New Testament churches of God. The book of the Acts of the Apostles documents exactly how this came about. But just as in some parts of the world today, they were a persecuted community then, and some of them, by the time that the letter to the Hebrews came to be written, had come to feel life would be easier outside of this messianic community. In fact, life would be simpler again, it seemed, just going along with the law of Moses like the majority of folks around them, at least in Israel. To people just like that, the writer of the Hebrews letter makes his appeal by the Spirit of God, don't go back, don't fall away, to quit their association with the practicing Christian community, would not mean the loss of their salvation, but, and this is the main point of the letter, they'd miss out on everything that was special in serving God together in the biblical community of churches of God.
I hope you enjoyed today's study and found it helpful. And remember, there's the transcript book of all the talks in this series and you can obtain a copy by downloading it at churchesofgod.info forward slash media. Alternatively, you can write to us and ask for a hard copy book be posted to you. Just ask for the book for this series about salvation and don't forget to include your postal address so we know where to send it. You can use email or the post and first here's our postal address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wotton Bassett, Swindon, SN4, 8DY UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. So, once again, many thanks for the pleasure of your company today. Next week, Brian's talk has the title Not About How to Be Saved, and I do hope you'll be able to join me. But now I must say goodbye and leave you with very best wishes from our Bible teacher Brian our producer, David, our singers, and me, John. So see you again soon, and in the meantime, we wish you God's richest blessings.